You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 218th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Timmy Tim 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 in Orlando, Florida. Uh, this is just one single Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. One single human being. And this is Spencer in Northampton, Massachusetts, where I am trying to get some osmosis from uh, Stephen Hyde, Jeremy Powers, and Ellen Noble to crush you guys in Schwamigan. Ah, is it working? How do you feel? I think I think so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna feel like, but I think I'm there. Does that make sense? Okay. You think you're ready? So it's all taper from here on in. Is that what I can? Uh, that's what I'm getting. You're just you're getting the feet up. Well, sort of. You're putting those space leg things on. Let's just what let's are those just called? put it this way. When I woke up this morning, I got out of bed and I was in a national championship jersey, and I I don't know. I didn't go to bed in it. So I don't know where it came from. Oh wow, that's crazy up there. Yeah, kind of party. I did. I did have a drink of water, like a glass of water from the tap before I went to sleep. So maybe that has something to do with it. Ah, all right. Probably is, um, does. Is Hyde back up in Northampton? Because I know he was hanging out in Pensacola, throwing down the the centuries, eating the sluggos. Uh, I I haven't, I haven't had a sighting yet. If that's what you're getting at. Oh, right on. Well, cool. Um, there's so much to discuss. The agenda is huge. Um, there's obviously Vuelta conversations. We have some um, listener emails. We have cyclocross season is upon us. Schwamigan talk. Um, but let's get into the biggest news story of them all. And of course, I'm talking about America <laughs> coming back alive again on the velodrome with <laughs> oh, that the, biggest the, story. Okay. the local barista, Ashton Lambie taking the individual pursuit world record by three clear seconds over Jack Bowbridge. Now I know Spencer, you may not be so into this as much as I am, but let's just look at some of the people that have had the world record in the 4,000 meter individual pursuit on the track. Okay. Enlighten me. All right. Okay. All right. So how about you guys guess some, uh, Boardman Boardman for sure. He's owned it twice. He had a 413 and a 411. Obrey back in, Obrey. Obrey's also had it twice. He had 422 and a 420. 420? Uh, oh, man. Whoa, yeah. whoa. We nailed it. Uh, probably then after that, it's just Garrett Thomas? No. Wiggins? After Boardman, after Boardman in 96, that record lasted for 15 years when Jack Brobridge of Australia broke it in 2011 with a 410. Five. Because remember, they okay. like the whole bike thing, right? And then they, they were able to like kind of yeah. make it... Um, then Ashton Lambie took 3.3 seconds off it just this past week for seven that's, seven years later. I that's mean, a lot. It. That's a lot and of then, seconds in track in track world. And then I go, who's this Ashton Lambie guy? Because I like mm-hmm. to think we have our finger on the pulse. Yeah, definitely. And I found a Bicycling Magazine article on the guy. And sweet headshot, 
of him with a huge um, handlebar mustache. And then his whole like background, from what I can gather, his dad's into riding bikes. He starts riding bikes, starts doing dirty Kanza, crushing like the single speed category in his age group, got like sixth overall one year, and then started riding fixed in Lawrenceville, Kansas on what? Oh, a grass track that they mowed into a field. How awesome is that? Now the guy, (laughs) now he's traveling the world and just kicking ass and getting the world record. I don't know. I'm pretty stoked. That's pretty (laughs) good. I'm, uh, I'm pretty into, I didn't know the grass track uh, story. And uh, that is something that I'm very into. And I think probably every city should, uh, should figure out every cycling scene should figure out where they can run some grass track racing. Yeah, it's pretty minimal uh, investment. A lawnmower well, and maybe in two acres, maybe an acre and a half. Maybe an uh, acre and a half. And they got a Facebook the, page. You should, they everyone do. should the, go and look at it. There's some videos. The Lawrence Grass Velodrome. This is where he got his start. And I did some Instagram stalking. Okay. Found him on the on the old gram. And uh, he had like he had a post of a bike, and he's like, "Oh, this bike is totally dialed in for some grass track racing." in lawrence kansas now it looks like he's moving to nebraska anyways i know i'm late to the party but i'm all aboard <laughs> i'm all aboard the ashton lambie chain uh train yeah. uh because it's amazing like this this guy's pretty much what i envisioned like us in the absolute best possible scenario but we were just stoked that we got to like qualify to nationals because no one else went to the yeah. district championships yeah. this guy is crushing it and he's doing exactly the way that you know everyone comes into racing and it's all about like this regimented way like you've got to do it a certain way you got to be a roadie this guy he's like the sven tuft he's just kind of like eh, (laughs) i'm just into bikes and then he kicks ass and he gets the 4k record i mean that's not like a anyway sorry i can get off the ashton train if you guys want to get into some road talk or something no it's cool i mean it would have been america's biggest success in this last weekend if it wasn't for a certain Ben King. Bing, 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 bing. That was my air horns because the soundboard is broken, but little guy, that was one hell of a segue into Volto conversation. Ben King, former reject of education first, getting cut from the team. Wow, that looks really good right about now because yeah. two stage runs this year's Vuelta. And for everyone... For everyone following along at home, go to ProCyclingStats.com and just look up Ben King because the Ben King headshot is probably my favorite headshot. I mean, Sam <laughs> Uman was really good of Sunweb, but the Ben King fo- like headshot with like kind of the look over the shoulder, <laughs> I mean, straight out of a Calvin Klein like advertising. I mean, mm-hmm. that is bravo, Ben King. I don't oh, guys, how awesome was this? Not just one stage win, two stage wins. This one on top of a mountain, an so, HC climb. Yeah, you yeah. know what this means, though, right? Like you guys are, are fully aware of what his success uh, is going to mean for American cycling media in general. It means we got to start talking about the win, baby. Yeah, we've, we've got another potential Grand Tour winner on our hands for American <laughs> cycling. Just. Right as uh, you know, Talansky bows out. TJ's kind of uh, on the on the backstretch of his career. Well, now we've got a new hope <laughs> shining in. Absolutely, yeah. um, Talansky, 
still crushing it in the triathlons. But yeah, you're right. Ben King is now the future in the hope. 100% of the weight <laughs> of the country is on his shoulders because uh -huh. people don't care about 4K individual pursuit on the track. Ben, I hope you're ready because I know you've had a long career starting with Kelly Benefit Strategies in 2008, going to Trek, Radio Shack, you know, kind of coming up through the system and then uh, hanging out over at Cannondale. But man, what a Welta. It's, I mean, it's, true. it's a little guy. What does yeah. he do? What does he do? Does he does he go for the mountain jersey? The polka dots look pretty good on him. I can't wait to see that headshot with the nice big blue polka dots. Or does he go for the red jersey? <laughs> I think the red jersey is a little far out, though. Though he is, he's not. I mean, he's he's what is he? He's 18th place, so he's only got to pick up two spots, and he's nailed it. So sure. pretty pretty close on GC, but he's only three minutes down. Which you know, there's a lot of guys in there, but a lot of guys are going to explode. Like he's kind of in a weird spot because he's a little behind in the polka dot, but he's also a little behind in GC. You can't just try to like hold he's that the high team leader. position. Lewis well, Mentees. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, where is Mentees? Is he still in he's the race there. or did he drop he was, out yet? No, he was there. He, he's in 22nd place. He's five and a half Ouch. down, but he was a little bit, he was kind of present today. They mentioned him once. No way. Mentees is, TV Mentees is off. Way but, off. I think but, he goes for polka dots personally, or whatever they give out in the in the in the right. It's polka dots. So that's my my vote. Here's the thing, little guys. If he just dials it up a little bit more, and say, and I know, I know he doesn't want to uh, think beyond 16th place. But if he if he pushes past that by some sort of error, or the guys in front of him crash out in GC, and he ends up in a top 10 position. That means yep. he could be the team leader on pretty much any other team, right? Like he's got a contract to guarantee. <laughs> uh, no, you could you can win the Volta and you don't even get another contract. So um, <laughs> it's all about the moment in the Volta. It's not about yeah. you're not thinking about the future. You're thinking okay. about the moment. I mean, that only happened to Kobo that he didn't get a contract. <laughs> uh, the Kobo got a contract, but not a very good one. I was thinking of America's favorite cyclist. Oh, okay. I suppose that happened to him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it happens consistently. But he got a contract. He's racing the Tour of Azerbaijan. He's probably gonna yeah. <laughs> head over to like Tour of Croatia. There's probably some good 3.1 races that he's gonna be doing on the UCI calendar. Yeah, I I just think with King, he he was climbing so well today, all by himself. That if he just Maybe spends a couple of the next mountain stages sitting in the pack. I bet a lot of these other dudes are going to blow up. I don't want oh, yeah. Gallopan to blow up because he's on my Vela Games team, but he's going to blow up. I don't want a Rue to blow up so because I like to see the faces, but like he sucks. <laughs> he's going to blow up. Like let's all just admit it. Aru's not really that good. Um, you know, so I think he could just ride steady from here on out and and possibly snag a top ten. Two stage wins in a top ten is. That's a career right there, you know. Yeah, that's no, true. <laughs> I mean, well, I am, I'm absolutely stoked that there's another great American hope. The coverage so, has also been fantastic. Yeah. So, Tim, I know you watched it today because you texted me right around the time when it was finishing up. Spencer, did you see the stage? But also, did you see the after where they kept running to the shot of Ben King, like looking like he was gonna die <laughs> in the in the cool down booth? And it was no, great. I did not. <laughs> see oh, and this. he said. He said as much. He was like, that is the hardest I've ever had to work. Yeah. And he's like, I do not feel good. <laughs> yeah. He looks like, so they keep cutting back to the GC guys coming in, which is obviously important. But then they keep, they cut from that back to Ben King, just like 
right. laying against not, a wall and just he like does not seem like a happy man in that he moment. doesn't he he has that thousand mile stare that we've all had when we've cracked super hard and even though he just won this huge stage in the volta he's not moving he's not he's not happy he's not sad he's not anything he just looks like a man who can't move anymore like he's yeah. he's done it all as much moving as he can possibly do and he occasionally just like coughs up a lung it's great to see that he's the human being who's <laughs> like he's like shocked and horrified at what he just did to himself it's great so the, the little guy we were texting a little bit i figured spencer was actually out you know riding his bike or doing something um of the ilk not having a kid like a little uh, tom boonin tom boonin and Heimar here yeah um but i had a Emmanuel, great bike ride today you guys Emmanuel no, Bookman, don't worry in the uh for Bora Hansgrohe, looking pretty strong. 16 seconds down in fourth place. The whole time yeah. I'm just like, God, he's going to do well, and Spencer's going to never let us hear the end of it. Because for mm-hmm, some yeah. reason, I thought Spencer would maybe have him on his Velo Games team. Um, but he doesn't. Instead, he opted for Nibali. Um, I know. I, did the I, same I thought thing. about it. I who's, saw, who's I saw gotten him there, zero points. I said, this guy, <laughs> I knew he had a future two years ago, and then last year he didn't really do anything. But... He still had it in him, and I thought about putting him on the Velo Games, and I'm regretting that yeah. every day. So I, uh, I'm with you, Spencer. I also went in the Bali foolishly, but third week, right? Let's Bali's go uh, third week. Let's go quick. Uh, so we're going into the uh, rest week, um, or rest day tomorrow. Let's quick top tens. You got Simon Yates one second up on Valverde, and then Nairo Quintana for a Movistar uh, two three. Manuel Bookman, Ion Izagir, Tony Gallopan, only twenty four back. Uh, Miguel Lopez, and then Uran, Kreiswick, Bennett, all within 48 seconds of each other. And what's crazy is you have to go to 11th place. You get Fabio Arud. You're like, oh, man, Arud's like an 11th. He's only 108 down. This, yeah, this is going to be an amazing final two weeks. Super stoked. 16th place, Thibaut Pino. Fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the, the big loser in the last couple of days, obviously, has been Michael Kiwakowski. There's been a lot of talk of him as a GC hope. He is on Team Sky, so we do know that they are able to uh, pull a rabbit out of their hat, um, you know, really turn things around uh, <laughs> in some manners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so who knows? Maybe uh, Kiwakowski gets a, a visit from the moped man um, and things are able to move, <laughs> move on or whatever. the, uh, the G- I don't even know what a Jiffy bag is. Um, uh, I think it's anything you want. It's just like a bag of stuff. Is a Jiffy bag like a manila envelope? Uh, I don't know. Maybe one of our, our UK listeners can write in and explain a Jiffy bag to us. Does it have to okay. have drugs in it? I feel like it's just one of those um, padded envelopes. Like it's just, that's the brand. Like just, media mail? Like like it's uh, like, oh, you could send that for a little bit cheaper? No. Well, then it wouldn't be in a Jiffy. That's the brand that makes the envelopes. What are you going to send a VHS tape? Slow. Yeah, the, the only thing that I know that's named Jiffy is Jiffy Pop. So, well, you need to get uh, on the old Google machine and. and well, I don't. Yeah, you know, there's no way. I think we should have somebody fun. write in. I think that's All the right. safest. I feel like we might be in the weeds. Eh, maybe yeah. just a little. So, fellow games, let's just do a quick uh, recap. Uh, Spencer, you are in last place among the three of us with um, I don't need. I mean, like nine hundred points. 949 points, not bad. Um, little guy, <laughs> you are in second of us with 1322. Right. time. With the Kobo yep. could take all these jumps. And then the Capital City Meets has 2179, so I'm pretty much double both of you guys if my back of the cocktail napkin math works. Um, but one of the big things that happened over the weekend, we did get a winner 
of the um, of the best team name. So we ran this for the last week. Uh, we selected five for our poll within our Slow Ride Podcast official fan experience zone on Facebook. Kaha Battle Royale, galloping into 16th place. Add one teaspoonute of Zacharin. More, more fun than a barrel of mentees. And it's my porte, and I'll cry if Quintana. And uh, the hands down winner was the uh, it's my porte, and I'll cry if Quintana. So that's if uh, yeah. if that's you, um, hit us up, Calvin Hoops, because we have a sweet Banjo Brothers gift pack that uh, we'll mail out to you within the next month, month and a half or so. Um, and that'd be awesome. So Good email work. us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Banjo Brothers for the extra prize pack. So once again, Calvin Hoops, hit us up for your winning name um anything else you guys want to get into on the volta um or anything else that's super important to you i think obviously we have to mention valverde is an ageless wonder of maybe a human i don't know um and looking good he has to be more android than human at this point he he must be so he's he's (laughs) on two stage wins and second by one spot now, I got to say, Tim, I, I hate to do this because I know it's going to make you very excited, but it was Nairo looked good today. The first serious, serious mountain. He was putting in digs, going with moves. He didn't look like the slow plotting Nairo we've seen recently. He actually looked a little animated, like he might have it in him this time. He did. Here's my question, though. How much time does he need on that time trial? Because that is a really long time trial. And... Uh, well, I mean, none of the other guys, n- no one's really that good at time trialists in this race. Not They're not greatly better than him. Like, Iran's better, Chrysler's better, Bennett's probably a little better, but they're also currently behind him, you know? And, like, Yates isn't that much better than him. I, I just think that the, probably the best time trialist is Kelderman, and luckily for Nairo, Kelderman lost time with the mechanical the other day because Kelderman's looking strong, but Kelderman's a whole minute 50 back so he's 14th he's probably the best time trialist out of those guys maybe pino but again pino's 233 back so like mm-hmm. okay it's it's, so, I, it's swinging toward the climbers right now so in, in that sense how good of a time trialist is ben king no idea hmm. so he's gonna say my that no, seems ben like one of your questions well. that you ask no i, I have literally answer. no idea I, right. I, According to the pro I, cycling stats bars that tell you what he's good at, he yeah. is best at GC, and okay. he's so if if he's his GC bar is a hundred percent. I don't understand that, but his his uh his TT bar is fifty percent. Okay, so not That's, bad. He he's middle. He's not a good sprinter, but he's a okay. he's a middling time trialist, I guess. So the I mean, time trial is thirty two kilometers, fairly flat. But it's enough that can put in a little bit of uh, difference. Okay, 30, now thirty-two is not that long. Like that's it's long, but it's not crazy. No, that's true. So, a couple of questions for you. What, first off, Rudy Millard. Like, did he do a good enough job? Like, he showed well. It wasn't a vocaler esque performance in the red jersey. <laughs> no, but, was, but I mean, it, it was, was good. Right. He, he kind of felt he kind of fought for as long as he could. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, I think obviously he didn't. I mean, I don't think FTJ thought there was any chance they'd have Rudy Millard in the red jersey. So it was all gravy for them, you know, so just something to do. Going through that top, like, 11 places right now, like, you guys know that I want either Valverde or Quintana to win. But 
in heart of hearts, the person I really want to win that I would be absolutely stoked to see win for me is Gallopin. Like, how awesome would that be? AG2R. Uh, it would be Frenchman. great. Impossibly be great. awesome. Now, that would be who's so your guys pick? unbelievably, impossibly awesome. <laughs> that it would be just like mind boggling. It wouldn't make any sense. Is that is that who you guys want, like in your heart of hearts, to win out of this, uh, or do you guys like you going for Chrysler to finally get off the Schneid? That would be nice too. I mean, I have Galloping on my team, so I'm gonna have to vote for him just for that. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I, I would, I would like to see Chrysler win. It'd be good to see him yeah. finally crack a podium. I'm gonna, I'm gonna else. also go with Chrysler, although I don't have the rest of the top ten in front of me because I, uh, being up here uh, for the weekend, I don't have my my normal notes and everything. I'm kind of no scoping this whole podcast this week. So you guys uh, could probably tell me anything and I'd believe it at this point. Well, you're super <laughs> excited that uh, Jesus Harada is still 21st place overall, right? You think he's probably going to do it? Confidence so, rider? Uh, he might be past his prime. Let's get into uh, someone else that's been showing pretty well. Little guy, I believe that you were kind of uh, riding me and Spencer a little bit on this, but um. Mm-hmm. America's second Grand Tour hope after Ben King, Sepp Kuss, absolutely yeah. crushing it, showing yeah. really well on the front of the pack. Awesome. And remember how you were just throwing shade. You were just like walking <laughs> around going like, hey, you guys, cross the hey. street. There's shade on that side. No, he's been doing good work, but all you, all you weirdos that put him on your Velo Games teams because he won some dinky little race in the U.S. and think he's going to get you any points. He's not going to get you any points. He might get you a couple helper points, but as of we saw today, he did a huge turn on the front again, and then where was Bennett and Kreiswick at the pointy end when the race got going? They were getting dropped a little bit. True. So he probably didn't get you any helper points. He's yeah. doing good turns on the front. He's being a good worker. I just felt like the, the amount of craziness that people got about him after Utah was standard American, like, building it up, like, guy wins race in America, and then we think he's going to go win a three-week Grand Tour. I mean, look, obviously, Ben King's going to win the Volta now, and then probably the Tour next year, but that's Little guy, here's the problem with with your rationale, is that you're assuming that people care because of their Velo Games team, right? Where he's actually doing really good work that makes me proud to watch him. No, I agree he is, but but I don't think all the like the people hyping him all over the internet was because they were like, oh man, he's going to be a great domestique in this upcoming race. They're like, do you think he's going to get a really, you think he'll get a top 10? Can I tell you my fear? Can I tell you my fear about him though? What's your fear? Is that I'm going to learn things about him that I really, like I don't, I'm sure he's a great guy. Like I... (laughs) But like, you know how like when someone new comes along and you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, they seem really awesome. And then all of a sudden, like, you, like he gives an interview like TJ Van Garter and you're just like, man, I really don't like this guy. Like he complains about everything. Like I really wanted to like TJ Van Garter and then he complained about cobbles at the Tour de France. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried that Sepp Kuss is going to be like, man, I was hanging out with Lance the other day and it was awesome. He's my coach. And I'm going to be like, oh, I'm like so deflated. Yeah, that's true. I I totally understand that. Uh, I don't know what we can do about that. I mean, hopefully he's just a cool guy. That's like I want to be as cool as this Ashton Lambie guy. That's the world record holder on the track. That guy seems pretty cool. He oh, rode gravel. Like I want Seth Kuss to be like, man, I go sandblasting all the time. <laughs> yeah, all you need for that is a mustache, and and you're pretty much good to go. I think. Uh, all right, all right, cool. <laughs> 
you guys have um any, any i mean at the walta one weekend anything else you guys want to add on that or uh do you want to roll yeah. into um a little bit of uh professional road team drama before we get into the prem lap and of course mm-hmm. i'm talking about team aqua blue no now, let's talk about that because that's crazy now if you're gonna if your team aqua blue if you would have asked me three years ago and you told me that a team was going to be built around a website where you could buy product that then would fund the team i would have told you that you're crazy that is not going to work because we've seen it almost tried before toyota united and aqua yeah. blue Arguably some of the best looking kits in the professional Peloton with their amazing one by drive system. And now all of a sudden they're gone. Granted, they had very difficult time getting into any races because, uh, you know, the, the rules and they could never really get a wild card outside of last year's Volta. But uh, are you surprised that they're taken off in such a manner? Is it the burn? Is it just the way that it, the, ships, the ship sunk so quickly? Um, what's your feelings on Aqua Blue? I mean, I'm pretty surprised it went down so quick, especially because they had the whole possible merger with Wout's team that fell through recently. So um, that was biz- its own bizarre twist. Right. I Have you guys ever been to the website? No. I went over there just to just to feel it out to see how poorly it's funding the team. Whew. It is rough. It is rough. <laughs> um, no. And it's not like a bad looking site. It's just it's there's crickets there's cricket sounds over there so obviously that side of it wasn't working i it does seem just like a crazy rich dude um starting a team and then just trying some weird angle and then just be like oh screw it now, doesn't matter little guy how did you find that website because oh my god I it's looked, super tough i looked all over their skin suit and their kit and everything and i can't figure out what the name of that website is <laughs> it's aqua blue <laughs> so i had to do i i had to do two no it's not aqua blue.com no, it's like, you would assume it's, like, it's aqua no it's not sport.com. it's aqua blue sport yeah i know i had to, it's like the fourth or fifth thing you get in a google search because oh, i clicked on oh I, boy no i, I agree a feeling that they're that the only thing that they sell is the irish national champion jersey because it looks really cool i mean it's like that's the thing is is that the replica kit could actually do really well but it's well, not it's enough not to fund do the enough team. <laughs> and team. It so, just... I think the weirdest thing about this is the way that it went down. You know what I mean? Like, we're not totally surprised that a new team pops up and two or three years later they kind of fade out or it didn't pan out how they wanted whatever the sponsor got what it, quote unquote, got what it needed from the sport and is moving on. You know, like, we see this yeah. often enough uh, as cycling fans, but... For, uh, I'm blanking on that guy's name right now, but for the team owner to just like. Tinkoff? Up, yeah. Just <laughs> up and say, ah, we're Michael done Ball. and pull the plug on it. Like as guys were getting ready to travel to the Tour of Britain, like all of a sudden they're like, nope, we're not going. Team's done. Team's over. Yeah. They like, well, they had like a team WhatsApp, uh, you know, discussion app going and he just like logged out of it and was like done. <laughs> Like completely done with the team. That's What's, crazy. Wasn't he just leaving tweets about how um, disappointed he was when what was the team the other team that folded? And he was like, "That's not how you treat your riders." Yeah, like he was trying to like act like the holier than thou. And then he does the same exact thing. Now, yeah. should he have done like the whole video presentation, like uh, Team Wiggle? Remember when Team Wiggle? Yeah. Uh, and then that was like this whole elaborate video production of like. 
hey, we're, we're ending the team. And you're just like, wow, I don't even know what I just watched. I mean, this guy just disappeared. Um, well, he, he, he poured gas helmets. all over the ship, lit a match, <laughs> flinged it in, and then jumped over the over the side, you know, like mm-hmm. in the only well, lifeboat and like rode away. I'm, like, I'm and, a little and, surprised and he ruined he one of his sponsor spikes, right? Like yeah. that was like two weeks ago. He's like, worst bikes ever. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised he didn't try to make SRAM take the fall for the whole thing somehow. <laughs> you know, yeah, somehow totally pin it on SRAM. Um, you know what you can do? Like if you run, if you run a team and you run into these insurmountable issues where you're not getting into the races you want, maybe you can't sign the riders you want, you know, things, you know, that might drive a team owner crazy. Uh, I guess one option is the nuclear option, but another option (laughs) would be what, uh, team one pro cycling did, which is just switch up your whole strategy. Like go, like if something's not working, like identify what is currently working in cycling and go after that. Did you guys hear about this? So I, I heard they're getting a women's team or they're going to just be a women's team, but I don't know much beyond that. Oh. So I saw it right before we started recording. Uh, John Senum shared it in our uh, Facebook uh, fan zone. Mm-hmm. And so Spencer, can you do you tell a little bit about it? Cause like, is it, was it a lack of funding on the one side, and then they thought that they can, you know, make it make a better go at it on the women's side and get, make more uh, publicity? Like, what what was the rationale for their change? Well, I think the rationale was, yeah, the funding. Uh, you know, they had what they had, and they weren't finding much more than that. And uh, to continue to to fund a, a continental uh, team was the option that they had on the men's side, or they could use that same budget and sponsor a world tour women's team and get a lot more publicity out of it. And uh, obviously that was the no brainer. So they, they just straight up changed the whole game up and said, we're not a men's team anymore. We're a women's team. And I think that, I think that's a really smart move. Uh, You know, we're seeing more and more women's teams popping up obviously uh, in concert with uh with the men's world tour teams you know movie star fdj we've talked about this tracks new one um you know a lot of teams have that now sunweb um but now now you're down at this level where it is making sense financially for team owners to sponsorship wise bang for your buck wise like women's cycling is where it's at like people want to watch it the racing is really good it's really exciting. You're getting more coverage, not obviously as much as we want to see, but uh, but it is out there, and so they can they get more than than a continental team than one pro cycling was getting, you know. So the idea being that if you're that continental team that isn't getting the uh, the um, wild card invites, you're just kind of circulating on the continental scene. Why not put that budget into the women's world tour where you're going to be in the top races and have a killer team? and growing coverage you're probably going to come out ahead on the coverage side of things um yeah i i need to read into it more my only fear is that like it's also just being made like i don't want it to be made just because oh we can get away with paying women less and i'm not saying that's the case there because the guy i don't know enough on the 
all of it, but that's like the fear, right? Is like, oh, well, we can't afford the even do a continental. So we're just going to do the women's world tour where we can get away with, you know, the lower standards, which hopefully start changing soon. Um, we do know that there's a minimum wage um, starting to come into the women's world tour um, in the future. Um, but it's, uh, it is super exciting to see people looking at that option, yeah, right? Yeah. Purely I mean, I think, it's more I think we're exciting. seeing, we're seeing a lot of new women's teams popping up this year. Um, things are looking okay, uh, for, for that side of the sport. Uh, despite like, uh, you mentioned, uh, Weagle going away. Um, things are not so great on the men's side, like Aqua Blue disappearing. Like we've got UHC disappearing. We've got, uh, a few other teams like Wout's team Jello is Dog. merging slash not merging slash merging again, like room pot, like all these things. Um, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of c- condensing happening on that side. Well, it's yeah. very exciting. I look forward to it. I mean, I, <laughs> I just want, we, we took like this weird two week break. And that was during the time when the Rochelle Gilmore announcement of wiggle. And we didn't really give it the full slow ride podcast treatment, but for anybody that hasn't watched the, uh, Rochelle Gilman Gilmore, uh, video of wiggle high five, um, disbanding. It is one of the weirdest things I've seen. So check it out sometime. But, uh, <laughs> like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like we could have spent a good 45 minutes on the, uh, <laughs> the production quality. And, uh, that's one hell of a way to tell your, uh, your team mechanics and swaneurs that they no longer have a job with such a highly produced video. Um, but He's a real let's, special, uh, I'm sure let's head into the preem lap. And then, uh, when we come back, we got some, uh, listener emails and we've got some Schwamigan talk and we've got some, uh, cyclocross updates. Uh, going around and uh, let's hit the preem. Ow! What's going on? This is Jeremy Powers. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. And guys, we are at it again. We're wrapping up. Kind of one of my favorite times of the year on the uh, Slow Ride Podcast and the Wide Angle Podium Network, and that is the Wide Angle Podium Donor Drive, because we need the support of our listeners to help make this happen, because sadly, it costs a fair amount of money to host all of the podcasts that we have across all of the family of shows, and it allows us to get nicer recording equipment and just do a better job of producing um, shows for you. So. I mean, I, it sucks I, to ask. I would jump in but, real quick right now and say I'm recording this from Northampton on equipment that we didn't have a year ago. Like I wouldn't have been able to do this. We would we would have just had to skip this episode um, because I couldn't record remotely um, a year ago. So you guys are getting better quality, better content, and more uh, more consistent content because of the support that that we get from our donors and it's amazing. Yeah, you're right. And it's three years worth of bonus content that you can get. That's hashtag bonus content. Check it out. Um, We send out the email. Once you become the, uh, a member or a supporter of the network, you get the login. Um, Now you can go to wideanglepodium.com to find out more to, to become a donor and you can do like a one-time donation. Or if you want to do like the monthly um, subscription model, we really appreciate it. Um, Spencer, I know that you've had to uh, um, take over and uh, stroke some checks for like actually the 
the storage of the podcasts. Mm -hmm. We have over 1.5 million downloads as a network um, at this point. It's insane. And, but that also costs a lot of money to um, keep that. And in addition to um, providing the the content and uh, storing it online, so it's still free and we don't have to read all of the ads about, um, you know, job hunting websites and uh, mattress companies. It is important to also um, state that since we're a, a member supported network, you, you do have the option to get some uh, pretty sweet gifts if you do come on board during the donor draft. Mm -hmm. No, it's true. We've got uh, we've got all new revamped stuff this year. Um, you know, at all the various levels, there's T-shirts. We've got all new stickers. We've got uh, buttons for your jean jacket uh, or your backpack, your back to school, whatever. Um, and then everybody at every level is going to get some uh, arrow uh, guaranteed, wind tunnel tested arrow. Going to save you five watts over thirty two k's in this Welta. Um, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, you're going to get that pack of uh, Pantone orange wide-angle podium pins to pin on your numbers with. Um, and all kinds of good stuff. So, you know, that's just a little way we can say thanks um, and give you something back for uh, for kicking in and, and supporting us um, and helping us spread the word. And like Tim said, the, you, can, you can donate at a, a monthly recurring level. You can also... Uh, uh, you know, take that monthly total and do it an annual. Um, that's that's an option as well. Or you can do a one-time donation if if none of those other options work for you. Um, yeah. That's fine. And we do we do appreciate every single listener that we have, even if you can't support us, even if you're not at that place. You're probably a collegiate racer. Uh, if if you're not <laughs> nodding your head along to what I just said uh, in agreement, um, that's okay. You can support us by. Uh, by retweeting, by by telling a friend, by sharing the show, you know, by growing that listenership, um, that helps too. So uh, if if nothing else, at least uh, try and do that a little extra during our donor drive here. That's right. And then, you know, we want to thank everybody that's been a, a supporter over the years of the network, right? We've uh, three plus years that we've existed now. Um, there's lots of great uh, shows on the network that um, you can tune into. Crosshairs Radio, Cyclocross has started. So they don't do that in Europe. Mm -hmm. Easily one of the best shows on the network, crushing mm -hmm. it already. We have the Consummate Athlete Podcast, which puts out more content across all um, disciplines, not just in cycling, but you know, active, healthy lifestyle. Um, great inter interviews. Um, they're talking to uh, Kara um, Gusher of um, a, you know the famous runner that was uh, uh, on their latest episode. So there's lots of different things that are out there. You got the slow ride podcast. We have the honest bicycle program, um, who, uh, will still, uh, put it, put it out there when they can. We have the bike shop CX and we have uh, additional back catalog items that, uh, you can always check out. So I'd like to thank everybody that's on the wide angle podium network, the supporters and, uh, head on over to wideanglepodium.com and, uh, click that donate button to find out more on how to, uh, become involved and become an active listener to the, uh, podcast network. Right. And uh, another thing, you know, you can do if you're on, if you've done that and you've gone to wideanglepodium.com and, and checked out the donate page, another thing you could do while you're there is click on that big old Grumper Brothers logo. Because you know what that's, that's going right. to do is take you straight over to where you can get some full Schleck coffee beans. Because uh, that is another great way, another great partnership we have going on right now uh, with Grumper 
is uh, custom roasted wide angle podium coffee beans uh, just for you guys, just because we know you need to be caffeinated. Um, and we trusted nobody other than Grimper Brothers to do this for us. Uh, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time is uh, is get a wide angle podium coffee going. So I'm really psyched to be working with Grimper Brothers on it. Their coffee is delicious. It's super good. Uh, this one is uh, no different. And um, you can uh, you can buy a bag of that, buy it for yourself, buy it for a friend or a loved one. And uh, a portion of those proceeds come right back to the network to support all the shows on the network. So um, that is a, an easy way, uh, an easy win-win uh, for you, you know, to, uh, to support. That's right. Grimper Brothers, thank you for their support. And you can find out more also by going to bit.ly slash WAP beans to uh, order some coffee. Mm-hmm. Little guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, uh, it's donor drive time, but that also means that you could ask a question if you if you do, because I know that you're going to have some mechanical questions to ask our friends over at Bike Shop CX, because not only is cross season starting, you need yep. to make sure that your bike for Schwamigan actually finishes the race because mile nine, <laughs> it is going to break down. What do you have for the boys over at uh, Bike Shop CX to uh, make sure that uh, you're going to finish this event? Uh, well, I have a I have a cross problem. I don't have a, a, okay. a Schwamigan bike problem yet because I yet. still haven't really started building my Schwamigan bike yet. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. What's your cross problem? So this is a little weird. Um my 10 speed uh 10 speed right ergo campy shifter will shift fine through cogs 2 through 10 if i shift it into the smallest cog so i shift it into that 12 whatever it may be on the back that lever then goes into like defeat mode and will not shift back up anymore it has a really hard time catching that first shift why yeah. I went through everything and everything looks okay. Uh, guys, what, what, what did I do wrong? So I just rode it. I went, I went and did a ride yesterday on the cross bike, first one of the year. And if I'm on a ride by myself, I don't need the 12. I probably don't even need it in a race. But everything else worked. It worked through every I, other gear. This, okay, let, let's get more information for them. Yeah. Um, first, have you accidentally gone into the 12 at any time? Like you're riding along, you're like, man, I really want to put it in the 12. What, no. Oh, man, now I got to stop and... No, the only time I was in the 12 was when I went out and got on my bike on the street because I had just put the wheel on, you know, so I just shifted it all the way down, put the wheel on, and then I had to like fiddle with it for like 10 minutes and I finally got it to upshift and then it shifts fine through all the other gears, but it just, I can't go into that one um, or it won't, it won't engage. So uh, it just sort of flops and moves this definitely is going to be well out of the uh, realm of uh, scotty d's knowledge but i think this is definitely a mr david palin um yeah answer i mean question. they've done the rebuild show yeah. yeah so you know we'll have to uh we'll have to tune in in a week or two and see uh yeah. see what they have to say about that one because uh <laughs> well mr david palin will, will help you and scotty d will sit on the sidelines yelling come on mr david palin make this a, yeah. a, a good answer I look forward to uh, hearing what they've got, and um, let's get back to the show. <laughs> cool. uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale CycleCrossWorld.com, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah? Yeah. So, Timmy, you were saying it's cross season. Uh, 
I rode my cross bike. I didn't do a race. Did you do a cross race? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Spencer, is that why you're 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 up in deeper mass? I am uh like I'm working on my osmosis. I'm working on my um my guilty by association, I guess. I don't know. Um but I was at a cross race yesterday. I didn't participate. Whoa. Um, really okay so this is is just i was gonna ask you guys uh we are now t-minus 14 days or so till uh no check that 13 days to schwamigan so the big is the biggest showdown of the year between the three of us i have a plan to race my cross bike possibly twice in the next seven days it's a little tune up get Mm -hmm. the motor humming uh Mm -hmm. change the spark plugs change the oil all that jazz you had the opportunity, it sounds like, Spencer, to see how the engine was working, and you decided <laughs> that you would rather just just start her up uh, on the morning of the 15th and just see if it turns on? <laughs> Not exactly, little guy. Not exactly. I am, I'm what, you know, in your, uh, your synonyms here, I would be charging the batteries, little guy. I would be... Um, I went there, I checked out the scene, I got back in the race mojo, I was like getting back in touch with my my zen, my moment of zen. Inner self, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and okay. I was like, I was I was becoming one with the bike race scene, and then I was not doing it because cross is way too hard and I don't want to go that hard for 40 minutes. I'm focused on a two and a half hour mountain bike race. Um, is it that long? Well, for you, it's it'd be like 250. Two- it's two hours for the winners, basically. For little so, guys, it's going to well, be about two. Guys, we're in the back corral. Like, we're, that's going to take like an hour just to get. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We're going to be brutal. But uh, so what I did instead was I brought my mountain bike to the cross race. And we, from there, drove out uh, the rest of the way to Western Massachusetts, where I rode my mountain bike all day today, uh, getting in the uh, off-road miles in prep for Schwamigan. Now. Were you okay. on single track or were you on cross country ski trails? Or were you on asphalt? Because <laughs> one of those things is not in Schwamigan. So I would hate me, for you to have wasted time to be on a, on a single Let me track. tell you, I was on all three. Oh, oh all right. All right, all right it's ready right. for everything. Ready for everything. <laughs> so um, I've been doing some good road rides, feeling pretty, pretty good. I, I got, um, I have not gotten dropped in the last two days. But again, you know, <laughs> no matter what happens to me, like I may take up um, the, uh, the the gracious uh, offer of the uh, the salsa spearfish from uh, I, our friend. I Matt. hope you do. But mm. I do have the single speed excuse. If it's rigid, it's gonna be awesome. But we did get a tweet today on the okay. uh, on Twitter um, that I'm a little little nervous about because. Um, friend of the pod chris tiles at pedal hard said cruising some camba single track today and finished on last few miles of the schwamigan 40 the slow ride podcast this is where the super rookie loses everything including breakfast (laughs) and then and then he has a picture of his bike with a lot of mud on it and it's hashtag mud and hashtag 48 teeth i don't know what 48 teeth means is that the front chain ring size I uh, guess I don't know the the kids today with their giant cassettes, man. Probably somebody's got a forty eight tooth in the back now. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, and then mm-hmm. all right, I'm a little nervous. I, I do see a lot of mud, and I'm like, okay, maybe I do do this the spearfish, 
Um, mud clearance. Mud clearance is an issue for me too. But but if it's really muddy, don't I want a single speed? So yeah, like, the beauty the, of the single the speed is you can just pop off and jog along faster than all these <laughs> schmucks that are grinding through this mud in their thirty two fifties. Uh, so. as long as you don't shift when you're when you get your cadence at around twenty and you do the old yeah. jingle cross derailleur rip off that every year we'd see a thousand people walking around with their derailleur hangers ripped off there. Yeah. Um, you just gotta learn when to shift. So, um, cross season has not started down here in Florida, um, because there isn't a cross season. Uh, oh, <laughs> the, that's uh, a good reason. I did see that there's UCI cyclocross races in Virginia, yep. and mm-hmm. uh. You know, that happened. Do we know anything that uh, occurred? I do also know that there were some UCI uh, cross races in China. Uh, in I Mongolia. know Carrie Warner won, I think, both okay. the men's races. And Manny won one of them. And Crystal Anthony won the other one with women. All so right. good. I, Friend of the pod, uh, Josh Bauer, was in uh, China at the, um, oh, the UCI yeah. race there. He said he got pulled in the uh, with one lap to go. But he's uh, he's gonna be racing over in Belgium um, sometime this year nice. as well. So he was uh, pretty Josh. stoked on I that. Like it. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, cool things happening in the world of cyclocross. Um, before we get on, we always encourage people to email us the podcast at gmail.com, especially if they have any problems or questions. And um, Ben McIntosh hit us up and says, "Hey, Slowride crew, when is Gorgeous George coming on the show?" I asked Good because question. I'm currently. Because I'm currently waiting on USPS to find a missing package, a 24-hole <laughs> head tubular rim. I don't know whether Mr. Hotel Domestique still has sway with the postal folks, but I thought he might be able to convince Johan Bruniel to come to the U.S. and pay what he owes. I'm pretty sure Bruniel's 1.5 million would give USPS just what they need to find my missing rim. Could you ask George <laughs> to convince Bruniel to do the right thing? I would ask George myself at Grand Fondo Hincapie in Greenville. But it looks like that event's two hundred and three dollar entry fee is 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 greater than the cost of ordering another rim, and not having defrauded the government, I don't have that kind of cash just lying around. Thanks, oh, Ben McIntosh. P.S. Solid. I dude. don't mean to put any undue pressure on you, but cyclocross season starts September thirtieth in Nashville, and I really need that rim. Do you think you could speak with George before then? I'm currently racing Cat Four on tubeless clinchers, but I'm sure that I'll be able to upgrade if I was riding tubulars. Old man Schrodinger has his eye on on me for the Cat 3 Elite team, and I don't want to let him down. So that was sent to us on August 30th, right? God, that's such a good email. So much shade. Oh, my God. So much shade. But Ben McIntosh hits us up the next day, about 24 hours later. Good news, guys. The rim just showed up at my door. I can only assume this means that you interviewed George. George reached out to Bruniel. Bruniel paid USPS. USPS investigated in better package finding technology. And this new technology found my rim. Thanks for the quick work. I can't wait to hear the interview. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. What's your favorite part of Shade? The fact that we have yet to ever interview George and Cappy? Or the Shade about uh, Bruniel no longer coming to the U.S.? Oh God! There's so many levels in that one. That was good. The Bruniel stuff's great. There, there so. are good a lot of layers in there. But, uh, but Ben, you're welcome. Uh, we did what we could. I'm glad that got to uh, get to you. Um, we put we put the word in in George's ear, um, and uh, yeah, he said he just sent us a cryptic message back that was uh, kind of alluded to he'd take care of it. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad it I'm glad it worked out. Glad. Thanks for the follow up. 
Yeah, um, you guys checked your TV schedule lately. Uh, you can thank George for the fact that it's Shark Week for the next three weeks on Discovery Channel. So, Hey, speaking of which, on the ride the other day, saw a Discovery Channel kit, full kit, nice. with the Earth. Um, I still think it might be too soon for that to be a retro kit. Yeah, it's kind like of borderline. I would, like, I would accept uh, the old USPS kits at this point. Like, if, yeah. if you have an older USPS kit, I was like, okay, the Discovery Channel is still too soon. Still too soon. Yeah. Um, quick shout out to uh, Carl Drexler, who uh, sent us an email. The best part of what Carl did was that he sent us his address. So his team name, more fun than a barrel of mentees, could get his uh, his Banjo Brothers bag. Nice. He tried calling his shot like I want to do and uh, totally lost. So now I have Carl's email. I have <laughs> Carl's mailing address in Arkansas. And uh, I don't know. I'll like, tell you what. I think if uh, if we don't get a response from the actual winner, I'm pretty okay with uh, with sending that bag that I mean, way. That's a, is, that's a bold move that I can. This is uh, a very bold move. I Carl, I thanks for that. that. You know, I can respect <laughs> that. No, he does say. You know, I do admit that I didn't add mentees to my team. Um, you oh, know, yeah. and that, that was really that was some slippage. But he said it's probably down to the exhaustion of trying to keep up with a ten month old. I'm sure a little Heimar and Tom Boone and Tom Boone. Yeah give you a window into how this travesty can happen. Yeah. That's true. But I don't know if uh, the little 10-year-old, 10-month-old was going like, Daddy, send in your address to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't even won the contest yet. I but mean, you never know. Could be a really precocious child. Place. Very, very well done, Carl. I, I like the, uh, I like, I like the, uh, the risk that that took. Um, we always encourage everyone to uh, email us. And uh, finally, Let's give a quick shout out to Horn607, who gave us five stars on Apple iTunes Review with a very good podcast. Even if you're not into bikes, these guys will still make you laugh. Very funny. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So if you have any other reviews, make sure you go on Apple iTunes and uh, you go. And uh, little guy, over to you. I Tim, I thought of a little uh, child story that I think you're going to like. Spencer, even you, as a cold Grinch, you might like it too. Um, I've been doing a lot of rides w with a uh, little Tom Boone and Tom Boone lately. He's really been liking long bike rides and he gets okay. ticked off when I take him off the bike. Um, which is great cause I want to, I just want to ride, but it's, it's pretty funny cause now he's like bike ride. He yells at me when I like try to try to get him out so we can, we can go in a store or something when we bike to the grocery store. Um, but the other night as I got into bed, see, he's been sleeping for like two hours he wakes up in the other room like he hears me like squeak the mattress as I lay down and he just yells, bike ride, want to go bike ride and starts yelling for a bike ride for a couple minutes. Like just that. And then he like said some other gibberish and like said other random things through, that he'd said through the day. But his initial thing was to yell in his sleep for a bike ride. And it was so heartwarming and also hilarious. I had to really try to not laugh really loud and wake him up more. That's pretty um, so he's at the good stage where he's dreaming about a bike ride and it's not like the horrible, like when I dream about bike rides now, it's like, Oh man, <laughs> my favorite guy just got busted for doping. You know? like, like I have, I yeah, have nothing yeah, but yeah. nightmares about riding bikes. No, he's really into it lately. He, he is very excited about going on bike rides and, so, and doesn't want to stop. We went on our longest bike ride ever the other day, almost, almost an hour. Cause he wouldn't let me stop. He used to be 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops. And he'd yell at me to get off. Now he's like, 
the opposite. It's kind of great. Let me ask you a little question, little guy. What kind of writing would would you want Tom Boone and Tom Boone to do first? Like, let like I know you're not like gonna force um, him to be the next big, you know, superstar car driver, superstar sprinter, or whatever. But if you had your choice, and right there mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, you had a velodrome that still existed by the time he's old enough. Yeah, yeah. You had a BMX track that you could easily go to, mountain biking, road. Um, fl- I mean, maybe a cycle ball, garbage ball. Like, what mm. what would you, you know, what would you uh, cycle cross? Um, garbage ball scene's kind of fallen off around here since Spencer moved okay. away, I gotta All say. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, I hope, I hope he wants to like, do a bit all of it but i mean i guess i would say i hope he wants to mountain bike because in terms of something that me and him could probably do earlier together and go go have a fun ride together you know like going on a road ride with him would be great but i feel like when he's younger we could go ride mountain bikes and i feel like that will be more fun for a kid than like something we can do together that'd be more fun than a road ride, right? Like, hey, let's do a, a 75 mile death march together. This is great. Don't you want to do <laughs> this? Put him on the back of the tandem or something. Yeah, but like just going over to Worth and riding a couple laps together, we could both enjoy that. So, what do you, what about you? What do you think, Uncle Spencer? Where should, well, uh, where should, um, young Heimar cut his teeth? I mean, this, this, I was thinking about this and I, I think the obvious answer, uh, for, for a little guy in Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin is fat bikes because <laughs> kid is never going to have more fun than on a fat bike. There's he could fall over and just land. Oh in the yeah. Snow. Oh, I mean, true. I bet, I bet he will. I bet he'll like fat bikes, and I bet he'll want a fat bike. I mean, oh, absolutely. I, I, it feels inevitable. Growing if he grows up in a around other kids that bike in Minneapolis. He's going to end up with a fat bike at some point. Yeah, so it's true. My, um, but that doesn't work as well for Heimar there in Florida because you I guys know. don't get the, uh, the, the beach? snow. Now, yeah, you could go blast some sand, but, um, you know, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking maybe this, uh, this grass track, uh, solution could be the thing there, Tim. <laughs> you got to watch um, out for gators and snakes in, in our grass. Yeah. Now I know I know uh, little Heimar won't be able to grow a mustache for quite some time, but uh, you know if you start him young, uh, start shaving, you know, you know in uh, kindergarten age, uh, it might be able to to produce a full mustache there by the time he's ten or so, and um, get his USA cycling license, and he should be able to uh, to take that world championship uh, in the pursuit, um, you know, by eleven or twelve for for a Ashton. From Ash and Lambie. I mean, I guess yeah. that here it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit of a challenge because I don't have easy mountain biking close by. Yeah. Like there's, there's like a one, there's one and a half miles of single track about a mile from my house, but I could like BMXing is, is big yeah. here, right? Like I could go to the BMX track and, mm-hmm. but I'm horrible at BMXing as you guys have witnessed. I lose mm-hmm. to a lot of 12 year olds. Now that could really build little Heimar's self-esteem. Yeah. When um beats dad when, on the first go. Yeah. Yeah. So well maybe he'll be uh the way I like to roll when I was a little kid, which is I was just into the like the flatland freestyle stuff, you know? He can just do that yeah. in the street, you know, do it in the driveway. Yeah, you guys can work on some bunny hops, stuff like that. Yeah, bunny hops, tail whips, uh <laughs> all kinds of weird little 
tricks. Um, Tim, what do you think? What do you think a USA cycling license is going to cost by the time our kids are ready to <laughs> pull out their first license? <laughs> uh, wow. I, I haven't got mine yet. Have you guys got yours for the year? And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the 218th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to encourage you to email us at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. We'd like to thank all of our supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Without you, this would not be possible. And Grimper Brothers for their continued support by going to bit.ly slash WAPBeans to find out how to support the Wide Angle Podium through some fantastic full Schleck coffee. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. This is Spencer in Northampton, Massachusetts. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Thank you.